0: Hello and welcome. I am Dr. Carmen and you are joining me on the couch today, April 14, 2022. Come in, sit down, get comfortable. I want to talk about how boundaries are like protection for your heart. I borrowed this from Tyler K, who is another creator in... The internet spaces, um, Instagram and TikTok, I really loved what he had to say and he really inspired me and it gelled with some conversations I've been having with my clients in the past week. All of them are in different spaces and places, but we still find ourselves having this discussion about boundaries. So I love the way that Tyler K put it when he said that boundaries are like protective styles for your hair. I personally wear protective styles for my hair because I'm trying to grow it, trying to protect it. I'm trying to keep it from breaking. I'm trying to keep it from getting in the state that it was several years ago before I started eating right again, before I started taking care of myself, before I started hydrating well. Um, before stress took over and also caused my hair to start falling out and breaking. So, by the same token as these boho locks are my protective style, you need to think of your boundaries as a protective style for your heart. Now, I want to be clear. Boundaries are not just for romantic relationships. They're not just for... Friendship relationships—they're not just for family relationships. Boundaries encompass a lot of things. They can be financial situations, they can be work situations, they can be um, school situations. But boundaries are important. Um, to quote another um, another uh, place—I'm sorry—it is late as I'm recording this for you guys and. Um, I probably need a little bit more of my special drink to get my mind pumping, but anyway, personal boundaries are limits you set for yourself. They are ways of interacting with people that help you, you know, relating to those people in those places and spaces that we just talked about boundaries are the way that you can say no to others when When you need to, when you want to, but also can help you be more comfortable being open to other intimacy, you know, physical intimacy, intellectual, spiritual intimacy with other people and having close relationship. Some of you come from backgrounds of trauma and abuse where the boundaries were very, very poor, very, very loose, or they could have been, um, the opposite end of the spectrum where they were so restrictive you know we're talking about you know rapunzel in the tower um the castle walls made with you know bricks that were huge and you know 10 feet high with a gate with a lock and the electric fences and barbed wire on the top You know what I'm talking about. You couldn't do anything. You couldn't make any decisions for yourself. You couldn't let anybody in. You couldn't go out. You have problems with healthy boundaries too. When you come from a background like that. So I wanted to do this podcast. To help you get a better idea of healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries mean that. The right people can come in. And you can go out. Um, You have some personal protected private space that only the inner circle people get access to. And you have other parts of yourself where you allow people in closer or you go out and get closer to other people. So um, on another uh, website, Living Well, They talk about boundaries as a way to create separateness that allows you to have your own feelings, make your own decisions, and no one asks for what you want without needing to please others. Again, people who come from addictive histories or involvement with other people who have histories of addiction and abuse or narcissistic personalities, um, can find themselves in dependent relationships where they don't know their own feelings. They don't know their own limits. They're too deeply enmeshed with the other person or people to have a separateness, to know what, this is my space. These are my thoughts. These are my feelings. And here's how I govern, how I decide who gets to come into my space, who gets to interact with me, how they get to interact with me. Those are boundaries. Okay. So um, living well also invites you to think of boundaries as self-care, just like Tyler K. invited you to think of it as a protective style for your heart. So if you are putting up healthy boundaries, um, You are taking care of yourself, your time, your energy, your resources, your emotional well-being, your own feelings. You're responsible for your feelings. You're not overly responsible for everybody else's. This is another conversation with another client who felt that they were responsible for everybody else's happiness they were responsible for everybody else's health choices when those people were of age adults to be able to make those decisions for themselves. So when you have that kind of boundary issue, a lot of the times you give, give, give until you're empty and you don't recognize when you need to Say that's too much for me, that I'm already drained, that I don't have the time, the emotional energy, the bandwidth to take on another problem, another issue. I am in the process of healing or I am highly involved in multiple other projects right now. So as much as I would love to help you, I am have to decline, you will need to find another resource. I know that is hard for many of you to say. I know that is hard for many of you to set as a firm boundary to know that you have given all that you can give. And as much as you love somebody, as much as you care for somebody, as much as you identify with being a helper. You have to realize when you don't have any more to give, that is setting a healthy boundary so that you can be around another day, another month, another year to help more people. But if you are constantly running on empty because you have overcommitted yourself, you have overcommitted to your financial resources when you are barely getting by, when you have overly committed to, I don't know, performing life-giving help to people. Sometimes that means going and cleaning for them, and then your house is a mess because you don't have any left after you've cleaned for somebody, cooked for somebody, and gone to your job, and taken care of your kids, and taking care of your house, husband or wife, etc., and then everything is falling apart for you. You're not going to your doctor's appointment. You are not eating healthy. You are, you know, endangering yourself physically by doing things that you know you physically can't do, um, causing more hurt, harm, and danger if you're already in a compromised physical situation because you couldn't set the boundaries. You couldn't say no no, I can't do this. No, I don't have the time. No, I don't have the resources. No, I don't have the capability of doing what you say. Yes, I used to do it, but maybe I'm in a crisis mode myself right now and I need the help. But if I can't say I'm in a position right now where I can't give help and I need help, I have poor boundaries. I'm not helping myself. I'm not protecting my heart. I'm not protecting my financial boundaries. I'm not protecting my time boundaries. And that leads to bad health, um, bad health care um, decisions. It leads to poor financial decisions. Um, it leads to many things that you need to take care of and make top priority not getting done. So again, we're having a lot of conversations with clients about ways that they're not setting good boundaries and limits for themselves and over committing themselves, being overly involved in other people's happiness and well-being when those people need to take some responsibility for their own actions and behaviors, whether it's an addiction, whether it is Failure to clean up their own messes um, and shoveling it off on you. Those are boundaries. That is the separateness that you need. Again, like Living Well says, to take care of your own feelings and needs um, and to know when you need to let go of worrying about how others feel and give the responsibility, accountability back to them where it belongs. So, whew, sorry about that soapbox, but again, it's too, too important for me not to give you specific examples of when bad boundaries cause bad issues um, and boundaries with families. You know, maybe your parents are overly involved in taking up too much time and not allowing you to set up your own household with your wife, your husband, your kids, um, maybe somebody is overly controlling because you came from an abusive household, and they're not respecting your boundaries or getting help for themselves, so that they can learn how to create their own happiness, learn how to um, deal with their own depression and sadness, learn how to get help from a qualified professional to deal with their own depression anxiety and so forth instead of making you the end all be all and the savior so to speak um and if you're codependent you kind of like that I know I get it you love that I'm the only one that can do this for that person um they really need me they love me and when when on the other hand at you know, the eight o'clock hour, the midnight hour, you're like, you know, really, it sucks. I wish they could do this on their own and not constantly put it on me. But if you're not putting up good boundaries, they're going to keep putting it on you. That's codependency where you take on too much for how much somebody drinks, how much, well, that's enabling as well, or how much somebody uses other substances. They are responsible for managing their own feelings, using other healthier coping mechanisms and getting to their doctor's appointments and getting to work on time. That is not you. It's their addiction talking or it's your codependency talking, saying that you're the only one that can keep it all together for that person. Or it could be the narcissist that you're um, in, in relationship with telling you that you can't do anything right and you need them to provide control and structure or you would fall apart. But if you got some separateness, you could develop more skills to help you to find your capabilities, to help you to be more independent To help you have more successes and get more experiences where you see that you are not the one. You are not the problem. You are not the one with bad boundaries. Um, Yes, you're going to get pushback from these people who like to cross the boundaries or who have poor boundaries. Um, That doesn't mean that you should relax your boundaries and let everybody across the gate, through the fence, make the fence permeable and easy to get into. No, you have to consistently say, this is my line. Do not cross my line. When you cross my line, it makes me feel blah, blah, blah. It causes me financial harm. It." makes me late for work and neglectful of my own stuff. So I'm not healthy. This is the line. You cannot cross it. If you do cross the line, if we're dealing with parents or spouses or friends, then I cannot I cannot be in your life if you cannot respect my boundaries. So that's good information for you to know. And for you to be able to, as you're getting to know somebody, if it's a new friend, if it's a new lover, if it's a new romantic interest, if they're not respecting small boundaries, they're definitely not going to respect the big boundaries. If you're having problems with little boundaries where you can have a sense of self and do your thing, plus do what you plan together You're going to have big issues on the big boundaries like, you know, household things, um, household finances, how you manage a two-career household, how you manage parenting. You're going to have a lot of issues if you can't get the small boundaries settled. You're going to have a lot of issues if you're having pushback with sexual boundaries with this other person. And they're not respecting you in that area. They're probably not going to respect you in other areas either. And it's a red flag. It's a red flag that they could become abusive towards you in the future. And if not emotionally abusive, physically abusive, if they're not respecting your boundaries. If they are constantly pushing your boundaries or making you change your boundaries, relax your boundaries, or like I said, in more abusive relationships and controlling your boundaries and not allowing you to set how much other people come into your zone of comfort, your personal space, and how much you go out in get in other people's personal spaces. Those are red flags. So you must know your boundaries. Um, If you are really knowledgeable and aware about your values, your limits, and can set them firmly, then you should be able to recognize when other people's boundaries don't mesh with yours. When other people's boundaries or lack of boundaries are a problem for you. So know your boundaries before you get into a relationship, a situation. We're having a holiday coming up, um, Easter and Passover. Um, You need to know what the boundaries are in those spaces where you might celebrate those occasions. If you're going to be with family members who are toxic, definitely need to know what your boundaries are. Because toxic people do not respect boundaries. They're always going to be overstepping your boundaries. And you need to have a plan going in. How long am I going to be exposed to those people? What am I going to do if I get overloaded with those people? How can I leave the situation if the toxicity is too much? If they're constantly pressing your boundaries and making you feel uncomfortable? Who's going to be your safety person, if you need a safety person to help you, your spouse, your best friend, your closest sibling to help you to get out of the situation before it gets really bad, before the argument really gets started, before the fighting really gets started. These are the things you need to know. So again, know your values, know what you will and won't put up with. Know what makes you feel safe, Or unsafe so that you can set boundaries accordingly and they may change from situation to situation they may be a little bit more flexible more permeable more open to people that have shown and demonstrated that they can respect your boundaries that you can trust them with really sensitive things and information um, to be close to you. And keep you safe. Others you may have to. Put them, put them away. Keep them at arm's length. Or keep them. You know. You, you're you going to have to do some. Geographical distance on some of these folks. So that they can't visit you often. And you have an excuse. Not to visit too often. But these are some of the ways. That you create better boundaries so that other people's stuff won't consume you so that you can have a zone of safety physical and emotional safety by keeping out what's uncomfortable and what's hurtful um what just feels bad to you and you have the right so I want you to say that after me I have the right To create my boundaries. I have the right to protect my boundaries. I have the right to enforce my boundaries. My boundaries, my safety, my protection, my peace. So you have the right to create them, to protect them, and to enforce them and some people will need frequent reinforcing but if you find yourself repeatedly you know i'm talking over 10 20 times with the same person reminding them of your boundaries they have no intention of respecting your boundaries they will never respect your boundaries and they are not your people so try to stick with people who share your values who are Respectful of your boundaries, and you can respect and keep your peace, your sanity, lower your fear quotient, lower your risk for abuse. Because again, people who won't respect your boundaries are likely to be abusive or toxic or some combination thereof. Um, and you have to treat them accordingly. So I am Dr. Carmen. I thank you for coming and sitting on the couch with me today uh, where we talk about all things mental health, physical health, and well-being. I will see you next time on the couch. We come to you live every Wednesday and um, let's make it a wonderful day and be well.